0: Hola, muchachos y muchachas, welcome back on this episode, we have a special guest joining us. She is a three-time Lone Star Emmy winner, social media consultant and coach and CEO slash president of Connect Media Firm. And with that being said, we would like to welcome Ilse Gonzalez. Welcome. Hi, thank you so much sisters <laughs> for letting me be here Oof. with you guys.
1: Of course, no problem. And thank you so much for taking your time also in and, and explaining your story and how you got started um so i guess one of the first things we'll just start off the podcast would be how did you meet sassy and tell us about your background what did you study and yeah give us a little bit more info about yourself
2: of course (laughs) so i actually was born and raised in houston all of my life i've been here And originally, I was not going to be an entrepreneur that was not part of the plan. However, I slowly got into it, but I can explain my story a little bit later. But um, just to kind of explain how I met Sessie, it's because um, I've actually in April, I turned one year of being an entrepreneur. And throughout this year, I met so many amazing people. And obviously, one of them is through networking. I I network a lot. I get to know a lot of people in our city. And throughout this year, I actually was able to meet Vanessa, who was the founder, is the founder of Houston Business Women. And we collaborated. We were working together on on a networking event for other Houston Business Women. And I just remember Vanessa telling me hey, you know, I have, you know, Sessie here, she's a student, and she's interested in going into journalism. But she's not really, you know, she hasn't gotten that much experience, but she definitely would love to, you know, be able to pick someone's brain that has been in the industry. And um, and I believe Sessie was working on a project with Vanessa, and we basically met that way, you know, and, and I think that goes to show the power of networking mm-hmm. and the power of putting yourself out there and wanting to meet people and wanting to, you know, get your name out. I think that's the most important thing because even though Houston is such a big city, our community, especially within like the businesses and even in journalism, because I have a background in journalism it's so small and everybody knows each other. So that's kind of the background on me and Ceci, which is crazy, but I think that's a perfect way to kick it off of we literally met each other through people and through networking.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was looking at my memories actually from that day whenever you helped me. And it's like already a year ago. It's crazy how time flies. Oh my goodness. See, I'm telling you, I mean, time really does fly. And obviously with everything that has been going on,
2: um, it's been a crazy year to say the least, but we're here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So actually, so since you mentioned that you had your background in journalism from U of H, correct? Yes. Um, How did you transition from like wanting to do broadcast journalism to becoming an entrepreneur? Of course. So I actually
2: starting like way back into high school and middle school, I actually was doing theater and dance. So I was an actress and I love dancing. I mean, I still do. But I was heavily doing that at school. Like that's what I was really passionate about. And that's what I was doing as an extracurricular. Mm -hmm. And my senior year of high school, I really loved acting so much that I was like, well, you know what, I'm going to tap into on camera acting, and not just, you know, theater, because theater is obviously live and in person. Mm -hmm. And so I actually got signed on with an agency, and I started taking on more acting, um, you know, gigs, I actually was able to be part of a South Texas Dental commercial, which um, people can do their research if they want, it's up on YouTube somewhere. I (laughs) I saw that, I
0: think you posted it or something like that, and I was like, oh my gosh,
2: Yes. So I actually was able to be part of a commercial, which was huge for me, obviously. And that was my senior year of of high school. Mm -hmm. And then as I was about to graduate, I was kind of like having those, you know, very deep conversations with myself of like, is this what I really want to do? Is this fulfilling me? Does this make me happy? Mm -hmm. And I think I would go back to the thing of like, I love it but I just don't feel like I'm like changing the world or like I'm impacting or I'm helping people. Mm -hmm. And so as I was having conversations with my parents, my dad was like, well, if you're so comfortable on camera, you know, being an actress, why don't you try looking into journalism and like, you know, delivering the news, you'll still be on camera. Mm -hmm. But you're not acting. This is now like, serious, you're giving information and you're helping people, you know, with their day to day lives. And so I was like, you know what, I never even thought about that. Because I, I honestly didn't grow up watching the news consistently. But I was aware and I was like, huh, I never thought about that as being a career. Mm-hmm. And so I literally graduated um, high school, and straight from high school, I went. I went to U of H, and I went declared as a broadcast journalism major. I didn't even know what it was or what I was going to be doing, but mm-hmm. it sounded good to me. <laughs> so I was like, "I'm just going to do it."
0: Yeah. And
2: so I went into U of H declared, and I started taking my journalism classes. And while my first year, I actually lived on campus, so I was I had the opportunity to be very involved. Mm -hmm. with organizations at U of H so I actually was part of a organization called El Gato Media Network so and that was at U of H Mm -hmm. and through them I was able to meet other students that were studying the same thing that I was in the media field I networked I attended a lot of events I was able to meet a lot of people in the industry and literally through that is how I was able to land my first job in the industry at Telemundo Houston And I got my job right before starting my sophomore year of college, which was a huge blessing and an amazing opportunity. Mm -hmm. And from there, I literally stuck with Telemundo from my sophomore year of college all the way until graduating. And I spent there almost four years in the newsroom. A lot of, you know, I jumped around a lot in different positions within the station. um, But in the end, what I wanted to do was, you know, be in the news. So I, I, I was in the newsroom for almost four years as an assignment editor. I helped a lot with the behind the scenes yeah. and, you know, and then after a while, you know, I learned so much and I did get my Emmys from there. I met so many great people and, and then, you know, I just got to that same point where I was having those deep conversations again with myself <laughs> and I was like, is this really what I want for myself? And that's whenever I decided to let that go and and take a different route to become an
0: entrepreneur so he said with that being said um you know like I want to start my own business with my sisters like someday mm-hmm. um can you tell us a little bit how you got started with your business yeah of course so
2: for me I think one of the biggest things was having a source of inspiration when it came to entrepreneurship my parents are both entrepreneurs so I had someone in my household that I could look up to and see how they operated as business owners. And I think immediately, I think what a lot of people are attracted to is the flexibility and you being able to do your own thing and being your own boss and having your own vision, and you know, not necessarily having to respond to someone, mm-hmm. which is great and all. Um, but I think the biggest advice that I would give to someone is truly find what is it that you're passionate about. And once you know what you're passionate about, um, ask yourself, you know, okay, with what I'm passionate about, is it something that I could give to someone as a product or a service? Obviously, mm-hmm. in my case, I'm marketing based. So I was I was passionate about social media and I was passionate about helping people. And where I saw an underlining factor, there's like, well, if I love social media and I love helping people, then I can help people that to manage their social media. Yeah. And that's just kind of how I came across it. And how I and I and I realized that and obviously at that point I'm selling a service, not necessarily a product. And um, but I think that's the most important thing. I think you need to ask yourself, what is it that you are truly passionate about? And then from there you start asking yourself a little bit more questions as to like, okay, so then what am I passionate about? Who's my audience? What do I want to try to accomplish? If it's if it's something that you want to accomplish financially or just you fulfillment wise, and acknowledge, especially if you're going to be with a team, say with your sisters, I mm-hmm. think what you want to definitely acknowledge is each one of each uh, each one of you have have a strength and a weakness and assigning different roles and positions um to whatever is your strength and let you know that person take care of that so that way you know the business can really flourish. You know, for me, I mean I've been I started on my own and then throughout I've like contracted people every now and then. Um, But I think it's hard because whenever it's your own business and you've built something and you have like a flow of how you do your work, it's so hard to work with other people. Um, But I think, you know, if you start off with people by your side, then that's a huge advantage because you already started with them. So I think everybody will be on the same page. But definitely just know what is it that truly are you passionate about and, you know, always have something to go back to because it's going to get rough and it's going to get tough so you always want to come back and ask yourself okay why am I really doing this and that's mm-hmm. going to be definitely your purpose
1: mm-hmm. yeah so I think that you know a lot of at least I need at least in our family a lot of us want to be entrepreneurs and I have a lot of friends as well that that want to go after something, create their business. But I think the biggest thing, and please, if you agree with me or disagree with me, please feel free to um, say something. But I think that the two biggest things that people are scared of when starting their own business is commitment and finances, right? But Mm -hmm. the luxury of today's world and the Latinx community is that we have social media that's so powerful that in reality, you don't need that much finances behind you to start your business? Um, Unless, of course, it is a product, right? Then that's a whole different segment. But if you're talking about service, um, you know, you have experience now with, you know, your business being a service, service based. So Mm -hmm. can you agree on that? Or what is your input on that on finances and starting a business and having that commitment that drive? I definitely
2: completely agree with you that it is It is all about commitment and all about finances. But I think the most important thing is about how passionate are you and how bad do you want it? Because there's going to be a lot of people that want to start businesses. And what I always tell myself and I tell my clients is, You know, you and I, we're not going to be the first or the last to do what we're doing. There's tons of other people that do what I do. But the reason people come to me, and it's not necessarily about being cocky. It's more about acknowledging your worth and what you bring to the table. And you have to know that as a business owner. Mm -hmm. Because whenever you're a business owner, you're asking for people to come to you. So you have to know that you have to have confidence in what you have to provide or what value do you bring into people's lives. I think that's the most important thing before even getting into the finances and the administration and the market and all that. You need to start off with the root of your business and it's what makes you different and where is your drive and where are you getting your passion from? And once you have that, trust me, you'll find a way to find the the funds, you'll find a way to save, you'll find a way to ask for help, you'll figure it out. But the first thing you definitely need is you just need passion and you need grit to be able to go through all of the struggles. Once you have that, then I think the most important thing is, okay, you're passionate about it. Okay, now start planning for it. So there's I've had a lot of people and I actually offer like I've offered I have like, for example, later this week, I actually set up consultations not with people to help them start their own business. And it's not that I'm necessarily an expert in having a business, but I've been through it. And I know what it's like to start with, for example, still having a corporate job and wanting to start a business. And I think one of the hardest things financial wise is how do I go from having a paycheck every two weeks to now not having a paycheck every two weeks, maybe yeah. <laughs> once a month or uh, once a week. It's like literally all over the place. Like there's no consistency with your checks when it comes to having your business. Right. And so what you definitely want to do to start off is you obviously want to save and you want to save enough money and assuming that you're not going to have a, that you're not going to have a quote unquote job or an income for at least three months as you're starting because you're trying to get the word out. Um, so I think the most important thing also is saving and planning for it and giving yourself deadlines, because if you don't give yourself a date of like, okay, I'm going to quit on this day, then you're never going to quit because Mm -hmm. it's always going to be there. And you're going to keep pushing it back and pushing it back and pushing it back. But when you tell yourself, no, I'm quitting on this day, that means, okay, now work yourself backwards. How much do you have to be saving each week or month? To have enough money that by the time you quit, you still have enough money in the bank that if you don't make any sales for, like, three months, you're still good. Assuming that you don't make any, but hopefully you do. So definitely the planning, but the passion is super important.
0: Yeah. You know how you mentioned, like, you have to be passionate about it and, like, the whole planning? Um, By any chance, was there, like, any self-doubt, like, along the way, like, building your business?
2: Oh, definitely. I think there's doubt from the moment you even start. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You know, even before I had, you know, quit or I had decided to leave my my job, I think there was a lot of doubt because I was like, man, you know, what if I don't have any money? What if no one, you know, wants my services? And I think and I've always said this, but I don't know if it's just because obviously this is what I've experienced. But I've always thought that selling a service is harder than selling a product. And the reason for that is because I would always say this, whenever you sell a service, it's like selling air um, Mm -hmm. because you're telling them, I'm going to give you this. But it's something that people can't like see it or they can't touch it or it's not tangible. And a lot of the times when people spend money on things, we spend money out of emotion and, um, and a lot of the times the emotion works when you're able to touch it. So think about it, like if you're walking at Target or something, and you see a really cute dress, if you see a really cute dress online, it looks cute. But when you see it in person, you can touch it, you can feel it, you can try it on, you can see how great it looks on you. And so you're like, yeah, I look great on this, I want to buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the downside in the and where the doubt came in for me was selling a service that I basically had to really, you know, talk so good about it and make you think like, or not make you think because I do offer it, but make them realize like, no, this is, I'm going to offer this for you. This is gonna, this is possible. So I think the doubt in my case personally was in trying to sell someone something that maybe they've never even heard of before when it comes to like the social media management aspect, because I think people are familiar with photography and videography that's very common. But mm-hmm. when it comes to the social media management or the social media classes, that is still a very, um, not a taboo subject, but something that a lot of businesses are not super duper comfortable yet. And maybe a lot of people doubt or question if it's necessary. So I think the doubt came in there. But to my surprise, and especially this year with the pandemic going on, and people having to go online now like fully online um this was a, the year for me to really thrive and for people to realize the benefits of the services that I was offering
0: mm-hmm. um so with that being said I, like a, actually i'm glad that you mentioned about like saving and stuff like that a little bit earlier um because that kind of just like plays a role in like investing in yourself and like how important it is um,
1: and then like, for example, like me, like, um, so I'm Sessie's old, one of her older sisters. And I also <laughs> mm-hmm. went to U of H and I did mm-hmm. business and I was in the sales program. I'm not sure if you familiar with it or not, but, um, okay. we, I had to sell a service that that was part of the program to get credit. And I totally understand that part where you said it's very difficult to get someone to pay up on a service that they don't necessarily get like a physical benefit from it. Um, for exactly. example, mine was trying to like have, find a mentor and have them pay the Institute to be my mentor. And they're just kinda, it was very difficult getting them to understand like, you know, it's for me, it's for us to connect, but it's also for the university, you know, it's more, it's it's not really anything to get out of it um, for, for me in my case. Um, so that was really, really hard. So I really understand that point in what you said that mm-hmm. it's service and product is very di- very difficult and very different between the two, I think. Um, what do you? think? Yes mm-hmm. what do
0: you think is the most important thing that you've learned in your career this thus far besides um like not selling yourself short because I feel like since you've been saying that here and there like a lot, I feel like that's probably one of the main things you've learned. Mhm.
2: So one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is just being flexible and being open because a lot of the times um, being an entrepreneur can seem like a very luxurious thing because you're like, yeah, I don't necessarily have to work nine to five. I can work whenever I have 24 hours in a day. I have the whole week and all that, Mm -hmm. which is true to an extent. But I think In a way, you have to kind of like humble yourself because you then realize, okay, I am a business owner, but especially whenever you're just starting off, you also have to be an accountant and you have to be the janitor and you have to be your own assistant. Like you have to basically be willing and able to do every single job of your business, which Mm -hmm. to me, I love. But I think a lot of people don't realize that because then that's when you realize, oh, I'm not so good at accounting or taxes or whatever, or expenses or whatever the case may be. Like personally myself, I don't like numbers. That's just not my thing. I'm a very creative person. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing because I love being creative. Um, But with having a business, you then kind of like force yourself to learn those things and become better at that. And I think one of the biggest lessons has been to accommodate and adjust and move where my with my business as it goes. So not only taking on roles that are necessarily my favorite, um, but also as you I think as you grow with your business, you slowly start to realize what works and what doesn't for you. I mean, I remember whenever I started my business, I was just so desperate to making sure that I was going to be able to have money off of my business Mm -hmm. that I offered literally any and every service possible marketing related, you know, I was like, I don't care. I'll coordinate events. I'll do websites. I'll whatever. I'll assist you on whatever it is that you need. I was literally offering everything because I just wanted to make money. I wanted to make sure that this was something that I was going to be able to you know, make a living out of. And now, you know, a year later, after I got the word out and I got my clients and my month to month clients and people now know me, Now I've been able to really narrow it down to what is it that I truly want to offer. And Mm -hmm. I went from literally dozens of services to now, okay, I'm going to bring it back and I'm going to focus on what I truly love and what I truly think that I'm passionate about, which was obviously social media, running people's pages slowly I've gotten obviously into, um, offering classes and doing consultations for people Mm -hmm. and then the creating the content, which is the photography, videography, and social media graphics. So I've been able to narrow it down there. So I think one of the biggest lessons there is definitely don't be afraid to start big and being so extra and doing the most,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: um, and slowly grow with your business. And later on, have that conversation again with yourself like okay what is it that I truly want to now focus on now that I'm more comfortable
0: yeah I feel like the bit like the hardest part is like starting but once you start like everything just flows oh yeah and you're (laughs) in a city
2: that really embraces business owners Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of organizations and there's a lot of people that can definitely help you get the word out but it ha it's up to you Mm -hmm. I mean you know it, just like that quote, what it says, your dreams don't work unless you do. So mm-hmm. unless you go out there and put your name out there, or unless you go out there and introduce yourself, nothing's going to work and nothing's going to move. So it, right. it starts definitely with you.
0: Mm-hmm. So within, so since you've had your business for pretty much a little bit over a year now, uh, what mm-hmm. would you say has been like your biggest failure within this past year? And how would you have handled it differently if you could? Hmm. My biggest
2: failure. You know, I think that with failures, it's a perspective. I don't necessarily like to consider things failures because I'm a firm believer in life lessons and mm-hmm. I see every quote unquote f- failure as a lesson. Um, I don't know if I would necessarily say that there's a very specific failure per se, but I think part Into the lessons is, I think the the time management has been something um, more of a I'm gonna say quote unquote failure, but it's more personal. It's more on me, not necessarily a failure publicly or out there, you know, with my business. But something that I would critique myself on is definitely starting off is not having a routine, not having a schedule, not being more disciplined, Mm -hmm. because I had all this freedom, you know, with my business. So to me, I felt like whenever I started off, I didn't have a really good rhythm or a flow, then -hmm. I really was just all over the place. I mean, I was getting my work done. But I was doing it, I don't think in the most smart way where I would be like, well, I have all day to, you know, go do things and I'll just work at night, but then I'm up all night and then I'm tired. And it's a domino effect. So I think more of a personal life lesson or quote unquote failure, as you would say, um, it would just be more of that more of the time management, which I think it's something that a lot of people can relate on because Mm -hmm. you're like, Oh, I have all the day in the world to get these graphics done. Okay. I'll just do them later on at night. I'll watch whatever Netflix during the day um, and I'll deliver them at midnight or whatever the case may be, which, you know, it's not necessarily the case, but I'm just Mm -hmm. giving you an example. So I think, the time management has been something that I've been trying my hardest to get better at and have more of a rhythm and a flow and boundaries more than anything. Because I think also whenever you have a business, you feel like you should be available to people 24 seven, but Mm -hmm. you shouldn't, you know, I really try my hardest that if it's six, I'm done working for the day. And I try my hardest to not work on the weekends if I don't necessarily have to, you know. So just definitely boundaries to making sure that I take care of my mental health.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So kind of leading on to that now is, you know, you being an entrepreneur, your business is um, still fresh. And, you know, when you start in a business, you kind of wear multiple hats, you know. Um, and so how do you do that work-life balance? How do you handle it all and still manage your personal life, time with family, or any other side hobbies that you really are interested in and want to take time towards? Like, how do you, you know, work-life balance, all that? Right. So I think for in me
2: personally, like, I love to travel. And one of the biggest advantages of my business is that a lot of what I do is virtually anyways. So I've been, I've been lucky that I've been able to do a lot of my work, you know, virtually, where I don't necessarily have to meet people unless it's like shoots or something. But what I mentioned, I just think you definitely need to have a schedule. And I, I think you need to tell yourself, okay, even though no one is telling me I need to wake up at a certain time, I'm still going to time. And I am going to stop working at a certain time. So let's just say, you know, If I'm going to be working from 9 to 6, even though it's not necessarily 9 to 6, but you are giving yourself that time to just work. And so that way, as soon as it hits 6, okay, I'm turning off my laptop, I'm turning off my phone, and I'm just going to go relax or do whatever it is that I want to do. And, of course, I choose that time frame because that's usually when my clients are up and doing stuff as well. But, I mean, there's people that Work better at night. So maybe instead of working nine to six, you know, you work, you know, starting from 12 and on or one and 10, you know, it's up to you. But you need to find out what works for you, but put yourself with those like, have those deadlines or have those timelines of, well, of, like, this is what I'm going to do. And I think that definitely helps you, you know, hold yourself accountable.
0: Yeah. And so, like, some of our listeners are very young, you know, like between the age of like 20 to like 30. So um, can you kind of, like, mention, like, what made you feel inspired about your business, like, just starting off your business and, you know, like, just your whole life, too?
2: I think for me, the biggest inspiration
0: was
2: um, just being surrounded by other businesses. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, whenever I first started, it was my main source of inspiration was mainly my parents. And so I really saw the advantages of having your own business Uh and living out your own dreams and your own vision. But whenever I actually had my own business and I started networking and I started meeting other people and I started seeing other business owners, I started to realize, wow, you know, there are people, you know, even twice my age that are barely starting their own business. And I have a huge advantage that I've already gone through one career, quit that and started another one. Oh, wow. um, and a lot of the times people, what I'm doing, people do it later on in their, you know, in their thirties or forties, whenever they're like, Oh, whatever. I'm getting close to my midlife crisis maybe or something.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, so to me, I've been finding a lot of inspiration by surrounding myself with other Business owners that maybe I can share or I can relate to when it comes to struggles as a business owner, but also um, motivation. Because, you know, whenever you surround yourself with other people that not necessarily want the same thing as you, but understand you and are Mm -hmm. kind of like on that same road, I think it makes it possible. And I think you realize I can do this. And to me, whenever I started my business, I've only gotten to where I am today because I put myself out there because people refer me to other people and I've introduced myself and I networked and, you know, people are getting to know me. So to me, it's been so important and, and so valuable to find inspiration through other business owners. And obviously it's, but it's up to you, whether you find them on social media or you find them in person with organizations. Mm-hmm.
1: So to kind of end this podcast, um, we'd like to ask you one more question. And it's a pretty mm-hmm. big, important question. So what advice would you give to other Latinx individuals who want to market themselves or who are barely starting a business? What are some tips that you can give to them?
2: My biggest tip, would be, I'm actually going to share one of my favorite quotes um, that my dad had actually shared with me. And I think he had told it to me while I was working at the station. Mm -hmm. And the quote goes something along these lines of, if you don't build your dream, someone will hire you to build theirs. And what does that mean? That means that if you don't go after what you want, someone who already knows what they want will just hire you to help them get to where they want to be. So let's say, for example, you know, you are kind of confused and you don't know what you're passionate about and you, know, you don't know where you're really heading, but you come across someone that, you know, wants to start a storefront. And if they come across you and you're confused, they're probably just going to offer you that job and you're going to take it. And in that moment, you're helping them build their dream of having a storefront, but you've forgotten about your dreams. So what I am to say with this is not necessarily that you have to be an entrepreneur because being an entrepreneur is not for everybody. But what I really want people to take away from that quote is you need to know what you're passionate about and you, or you need to surround yourself with people or listen to things or read things that will help you find that passion and what is it that you want to do with your life and i know it can be very confusing mm-hmm. i mean i've changed what i thought i wanted to do with my life like three times right. and
0: mm-hmm. I'm only that's 24. all of us <laughs> I know. I
1: mean, yeah in
0: my so my 20s you know like you kind of start yeah, questioning so, like your whole uh-huh. life
1: and you're like oh my god am i going the right path am i missing out on something like we totally get that yeah yeah. So, I
2: mean, I'm only 24 and I've changed my career from being an actress to being a journalist to now being an entrepreneur. And who knows, maybe in a couple of years, I, I don't know, I end up being something else. Um, but I think the most important thing is you need to find not necessarily what you're passionate about fully in your whole life. But what are you passionate about in this moment right yeah. now? Yeah. What is it that, you know, that you wake up and that you're happy to do? What is it that you want to do to that makes you happy, that makes you fulfilled, that brings a smile to your face? And I believe once at church, they had mentioned, you know, if, if you're wondering what you're passionate about, ask yourself, what breaks your heart? And I think someone gave an example with that because they said, you know, they asked someone like, well, what breaks your heart? And I think, you know, the girl answered something along the lines like, well, it breaks my heart to not see people healthy and to not see them live a happy and healthy life. They're like, okay, so now find careers or industries that will help you do that. Mm -hmm. So why don't you become a doctor? Mm -hmm. Why don't you become a nurse? You know, why don't you work maybe as a pharmacist or as a fitness trainer? So I think, you know, maybe if, if you're ever struggling with what is it that you're passionate about, ask yourself, what breaks your heart? And to me, in my case, it seems kind of dramatic because you say break your heart. But I think you kind of get the like along those lines. And whenever I ask myself, you know, what breaks my heart? Uh, you know, for me, it, it definitely would break my heart to see local and small businesses not having access to the marketing tools and resources that bigger companies have to market themselves and to make a living out of their products and services that they offer locally. Mm -hmm. And that's how I came up with what I was going to do. So I think my biggest advice would just be find a way to find what you're passionate about right now, not necessarily later on in life because that can change, But right now, what are you passionate about and what would you be ecstatic to wake up in the morning to do Mm -hmm. and go after Mm -hmm. it?
0: Yeah. Well, we just want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Um, Also, if any any of our listeners are interested to check out her Instagram page, you can check her out at Idse Monet. That is I-L-S-E-M-O-N-E-T-T-E. And to check out her business, it'll be at Connect Media Firm. Um, Thank you again, Inse, for sharing your journey and helpful tips. Thank you
1: so much. Thank you. I'm sure you will inspire a whole bunch of other Latinx people that are listening. You've inspired Um, us. (laughs) Yes. So
0: thank you so much
1: for your time. Thank you.
2: Of course. No, thank you so much for thinking of me and for allowing me to be on this platform. I think one of the most important things for me as a business owner now, you know, being a year in, and I know each year I'll probably learn more, but... There's really nothing like giving back and and I love sharing my story because I know that sometimes just listening to someone else's perspective may change yours Mm -hmm. and can inspire or reignite something that you never really thought was there. So I'm definitely happy to do that. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank
0: you. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we
1: will see you all next Thursday.